on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Another tough day for the Brewers from an offensive standpoint. They get shut out. They lose 4-0, their second straight shutout. They do. They actually equal the Padres in hits today. Padres had six hits. The Brewers have six hits, but the Padres turn their hits into four runs, and the Brewers uh, just cannot uh, cannot do the same as they go 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Welcome in to the program. Glad to have you with us. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino. He is going to uh, join us coming up in uh, just a few moments. If you want to join us, you could do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can call or you can uh, text in. And again, the, the, the big thing right now, obviously, I, I don't know if there is a narrative any more noteworthy than the fact that this team just is not scoring runs right now. And uh, we can blame the players who are not available. Hunter Renfro and Willie Adamas remain on the injured list. They did not have Luis Urias in this game today. But at some point in time, there's still guys in this lineup that you expect to contribute, and they're just not getting contributions Anywhere, it feels like. So, uh, a lot to get into. Again, if you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, we'll hear from manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and Vinny Rotino will join us. That's all coming up. Vinny's with us coming up in just a moment or so after the Brewers fall to the Padres 4 nothing. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Ashby looks at second, comes set in the 0-2 pitch, and a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball at 98. And Ashby looking strong in his first inning of work. Three strikeouts for Aaron Ashby. Yeah, Aaron Ashby was pretty good. There was a couple pitches in there that I'm sure he would like to uh, have back. I would argue that he he pitched better than the line looks. Six innings, four runs on on six hits, but obviously uh, giving up a a home run where uh, three score that's uh, that that can hurt your pitching line. I, I don't think Aaron Ashby pitched poorly today, but the Brewers certainly did not hit as they end up losing four nothing. Brewers extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's eight five five six one six one six twenty. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Let's bring in former Brewer. Or Vinny Rotino. And Vinny, this team just isn't scoring runs. They're not getting that many hits, although today they do get the same amount of hits as the Padres, which uh, it didn't feel that way when you're watching it, but the two teams uh, both end up with six hits. But the bottom line is right now they're just not scoring any runs. And I, we, You can blame the players who aren't in the lineup with Willie Adamas and Hunter Renfro and, and Luis Urias now, but the bottom line is there's still guys in this lineup who are expected to perform, and right now where this team is at, they're just not doing it. Yeah, I mean, the lineup doesn't look that bad on paper, right? I mean, Colton yeah. Wong, McCutcheon, Taylor, Telez, Hira, you know, Kane, Peterson. You know, and I know there's Reyes and Alex Jackson at the end of that order. But at the end of the day, like, that is a – if at the beginning of the year you said this is going to be our lineup on June 4th against the Padres, against the lefty, I'd be like, I feel pretty good about that. Like, not so much – I mean, 
it's it's uh the the Padres starters have thrown 20 innings in this series so far, only nine hits. The Brewers have nine hits, and I don't remember a whole lot of hard contact outside of those nine hits either that have <laughs> kind of been unlucky, and then just one earned run. I mean, I know these Padres starters are really good. They really, really are. Uh, you just got to try and scrape together something, uh, just a few more hits, scrape together, you know, battle a little bit more in at-bats. There's just a lot of strikeout lookings. Uh, there's a lot of swing and miss in there. I mean, at some point when you are facing those elite pitchers, you just got to get your foot down early and play pepper with it at times just to survive and maybe score a couple runs. I just don't see that from this group. Yeah, 22 combined strikeouts between the two teams today because Ashby goes out there and strikes out nine. Gore strikes out uh, 10 in this game. Uh, I think you're right, though. It just I don't know. I watched the I watched the Brewers approach at the plate, and sometimes when when you're down a bunch of runs, like it it almost feels like they're sitting there trying to work a walk as opposed to being maybe a little bit more aggressive or at least having that zone that zone that you're going to swing at. I don't know. I am I'm the amateur trying to analyze this right now, but it it, it does not feel like uh, Brewers hitters are. Always aggressive, I guess, at the plate. If that makes any sense. You know, you know what you're looking at, Matt. I, I mean, you really do. You, you've seen a ton of baseball. Like you've seen. So what you're seeing, in my opinion, is that what you're seeing is these hitters aren't not necessarily being aggressive. They need to be more aggressive, I think, at times with with two strikes, almost cut down the swing. So we saw we saw Andrew McCutcheon strike out. Um, I forget the situation. Was it first and third? He struck out in that inning where they had something going, and it was a changeup down in the zone. I think it was Mackenzie Gore's last inning, and it was a changeup that just stayed. McCutcheon read that pitch right. Okay, but as a hitter, okay, it's a changeup. It's an off-speed pitch. He was – I thought he was battling in that at bat. I thought he was going to get the job done. But then that changeup, it was nasty. It was right at the knees, and it stayed on the same plane. Usually those changeups fall down out of the zone. But, like – I don't know. You just maybe got to get a piece of that. And what you're talking about is they're not aggressive. He wasn't aggressive right there. And he didn't tell himself like, Hey, I got to just survive. I just see the ball and try and fight anything close off. And I'm not singling him out at all. I'm, I'm just saying you see this as, collectively as a whole, like just get that mentality of surviving to get to the next pitch. And that's, and they do that at times. I just think they're going through a rough stretch where they're not. I, it's kind of like what the Padres did yesterday against Corbin Burns because they were very good at knowing when to swing at a pitch to try to create something and when to take and when to just battle something off. Like it, it comes down to approach. How do you go about like teaching that and coaching that? Because organizations have hitting philosophies. The Brewers have a hitting philosophy. What it, It's easy to go through. Not easy, but it's, it's understandable to be able to go get in the cage with some Somebody and talk about lifting your elbow up or get, putting in the, the, the toe tap or getting rid of, like all the little things that people do, lift the, lift the hands up, whatever. Like that stuff hitting coaches do, but when we're talking about the actual approach, like the, the mental, emotional process that is handling it at bat, what's it like in coaching that? <laughs> well, it's, it's a, if I knew the exact answer to that, I might not be – you know, on the phone with you right now, I might be in, in a clubhouse or a dugout or something because like that is a very, very difficult thing to teach. So it's first and foremost, just saying that, 
But what I can tell you what it looks like among a group of guys that have that it's a consistent mentality of I am going to compete and I'm going to beat this pitcher. Now, easier said than done. We talked about it a lot, how how hitting is contagious. So if if a bunch of guys in a row have empty at bats where there's just a bunch of punch outs and now you can feel that the other team's pitcher is really settling in and he is executing pitches at will. And there's a bunch of dudes in that lineup that are just having, again, that empty at bat. Then the other guys in on the bench, see that they feel that they're watching what's going on. And then that is when it becomes very difficult as a collective group. Someone has to take it upon themselves to say, I don't care what happens. I'm going to win this at bat and I'm going to get a hit off the fists. I'm going to dump one into the outfield. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to have a 10 pitch at bat, whatever the case in order to switch that momentum back easier said than done. Um, it's, it's the hardest thing to do in sports, especially now more than ever, but we have to talk about it because we just, again, we just aren't seeing that approach lately from the Brewers. I want to go back to last year around this time before, before Willie Adamas arrived to, to Milwaukee last year. I can't tell you how many phone calls, how many text messages, how many tweets I got on this very program from people talking about it felt like the Brewers were lifeless, it felt like the Brewers were not having fun, it felt like the Brewers lacked energy. And then Willie Adamas arrived, and that all changed because he is an absolute bundle of energy. Well, he hasn't been around the team for a little while because he's been on this rehab assignment, not even talking about his bat actually being active. How much is this team just missing the, uh, the, the energy, the enthusiasm, the excitement, everything that he brings, and he's just that bundle of all of that in the dugout at any given moment? Matt, that's a great point. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But at the end of the day, that is... I can't put a number on it, but it is absolutely huge. If you have a guy that is your team leader, your, your kind of your, what guys look to, to have get lifted up. That is Willie Adamas. He is energy personified in a human being. That is absolutely huge. Not only on the field, but in the dugout and in the clubhouse, this is a guy that is just always just, so excited to win a baseball game. And you can see that on his face. Um, he, he keeps the lows high and he keeps the highs, you know, high as well. Right. I mean, that's the kind of energy that he has. And um, it's just it, it, missing his presence in the clubhouse. And the, you can see it on the field right now. Absolutely. I think that's a great call. And uh, I mean, maybe tomorrow he's coming back. Right. I mean, so six, yeah. five, 2022 is, is Willie Adamas day part two. And let's, let's hope that that is the case where everything gets turned around tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think it is a big deal. Did you have somebody like that? Can you remember when you were playing just that, that guy who borderline annoying, but the, <laughs> the annoyance is worth it because of what he brings to your team? I was that guy, Matt. I was, I was the guy that brought that annoying energy, and everyone was like, oh, great, Vinny uh, had too much coffee today. Like, you know, I, I like to think I, – I just was so happy to be on the field, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. I saw every single day as, like, a, a blessing to, to play professional baseball. I was so lucky to do it. I didn't have that kind of energy. I'm just saying – there's a lot of guys that I played with that were like that. And, yes, it is absolutely necessary. I'm telling you what, on the losing teams that I played on, there was 
there wasn't that guy. Right. And so you do need to have that guy or two or three in order to, to win in order to have that really good energy, that really good feeling in the clubhouse. want to jump into a few different guys with you. First off, um, Keston Hira has a tough day. He goes 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. He's coming up with the occasional hit. Like he's, he's the 1 for 4 with three strikeouts guy right now, even with his 0 for 4 today. Like that seems to be something that's kind of common for him. I know he's come up with some big hits. He's hit some home runs. He's, all that is good. Like I'm not trying to dismiss that on a team that's not scoring a lot of runs right now. But on days like today, and admittedly his first three at-bats were against a lefty, but then on that final at-bat, he takes a pitch, you know, a third straight pitch right down the middle, and he, just, he takes it. It just feels like the strikeouts are really starting to accumulate for Hira to a point where it's – it's kind of crossed the line, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's he's going to be a guy that you're going to have to be okay with living with a four strikeout game, as, as crazy as that sounds. And if you're not okay as an organization, as a as you know, as fans of of the Brewers, like we can speak out about that because, like, yes, I agree. It, like four punch outs, four non competitive at bats. That's rough to watch, right? But then it's like. And, and and I'll tell you this, we will probably see that more often than not on days like like this, where there's no offense, where I say like the hitting is contagious. While not hitting is also contagious, you're gonna see a bad version of Keston here more often than not on days like this where there's two hits or whatever, one hit by the given up by the starting pitcher. So it that's going to compound it. Now, on days where guys are getting on base ahead of them, where there's a lot of pressure on the pitcher, what's going to happen? That pressure is going to put mistakes down the middle of the plate, and that's when Keston here is dangerous. Yes, he took that slider right down the middle. It's it's nuanced, right, because in the at-bats before, if you notice, Mackenzie Gore was having him chase out of the zone nonstop with that curveball. And so now Keston here in the back of his mind, okay, don't want to chase. That's why hitting is so difficult. It's more difficult for a guy like Keston to play that cat and mouse game because he is susceptible so much to the swing and miss into the chase, but he does have that ability, which very few guys have to hit mistakes into the third deck, you know, second, third deck of, of most stadiums. So that's what you have to live with, with him. In this lineup today, the only player hitting Above 250 is Rowdy Telez at 256. Wong, 224. McCutcheon, 205. Taylor, 238. Kane, 169. Peterson, 237. Uh, Reyes, 167. I didn't include Jackson. He's got such a small sample size, but he's he's one for four, so he's right there at 250. I, I know batting average isn't end-all and be-all, but it certainly can be an indication of what's going on. There's some big names in there, and, and those numbers are, are bluntly too low. Batting averages are anemic, really around the league. But yes, with the Brewers, they're I, they're in the bottom third for batting averages. For OPS, they're a little bit higher uh, in the league, and so that is a respectable number. So that's going to tell you whether or not they are hitting home runs, and they're actually really they really are hitting a lot of home runs, yeah. and then whether or not they're getting on base and, and walking. So they're doing those two things. So, to, but to your point is a good point is that like in order to win the world series, you're going to have to hit good pitching. And if you notice, they really do get shut down by good pitching. Now, most teams do, but I haven't seen this group really break out of that against a good arm very often. So they're going to have to figure that out. And if they want to, if they want to go deep in the playoffs. 
855-616-1620, That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let me say this. Brewers, they, they've got a, a perfectly fine record at 33-21. and 21. They had that best 50-game start in, in, in club history. They've got a bunch of guys injured. This is a really good team. So you listen to this show, and you might hear kind of the negative tones about it. We don't think it's a bad team, no. but they're in a bad spot right now. So we're talking about the negative things because there's nothing positive. The kid, you got shut out for <laughs> nothing. You get shut out for a second day in a row. Like there's Vinny, there's nothing good to talk about, right? <laughs> I mean, they should have lost game one of the series. So they should yeah. be on a five-game losing streak right now. I know you can't do that in baseball. Well, you should have won this, should have lost that. But, you know, they were down 4 nothing in the ninth or 3 nothing in the ninth against uh, Taylor Rodgers. Was it 4 nothing against Taylor Rodgers? And they ended up coming back. So I agree. It, it does sound like we're negative. Um, they're, they're flat out not playing well right now. I mean, they're just not. They lost to a Cubs team that they should have beat those last two games of that series. They had to actually play really, really poorly in order to win or in order to lose. Um, And then they lose two out of the three so far to the Padres. Hopefully, like we said, Willie Adamas comes back, turn around, get on a nice winning streak going forward. I do think Aaron Ashby pitched well today, despite maybe his line saying he didn't. We'll get into that coming up in just a moment. Brewers fall short. They get shut out for a second day in a row. They lose to the Padres 4-0. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 0-2 pitch. Strike three called with a curveball that broke right in over the inside corner. Back-to-back strikeouts for Ashby here to begin the fourth. And he's gotten them on six total pitches. 4-0, the Brewers lose to the Padres today. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, coming your way from American Family Field. Joined by uh, Vinny Rotino, former Brewer, Bally Sports at Wisconsin Analyst, as we're breaking down uh, what went on today. And again, the Brewers getting shut out for a second straight day. They get a few more hits today, but not more runs after they lose yesterday 7-0. They lose today 4-0. And uh, they just have not been playing very good at baseball here over the last week or so. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, Vinny, Aaron Ashby's final line, six innings, four runs, six hits, nine strikeouts, no walks. He gives up four runs because one of the hits that he gives up is a three-run home run. But, yeah, there's a mistake or two in there. I I thought he pitched fine. I'm very comfortable with what Ashby did today. I mean, he, he's he's a special arm at this point, right? I mean, he we talk about this a lot. Like, he's a guy that has over a 60% ground ball rate, and that's due to the fact that he throws a 96-mile-an-hour to 99-mile-an-hour sinker from the left side. Absolutely filthy. And they talk about this a lot on the broadcast. It's about his stuff, and as long as he's in, he's in the zone, so you get the ground balls, and then you get a ton of swing and miss and strikeouts as well. So when you get a guy that does both ground balls and strikeouts, you have something special there, and then the stuff is obviously there. He's learning, and he's really getting consistent, in my opinion, with throwing strikes and being in the zone. I think he's tweaked a few things. Again, Chris Hook, phenomenal, probably the best in, in baseball at getting these guys to be consistent with their work and then taking it out into the game he's done that he's figuring this out um, he's going to continue to refine his repertoire and his mix of pitches in order to get big league hitters out but yeah i am 
like it was really good today. He he did hang a little bit of a changeup to Cronenworth that was up a little bit. It got knocked out of the ballpark, um, but it was actually off the plate. You almost have to tip your cap to Cronenworth. That that pitch was in way off the plate, and he got the barrel to it. It was up a little bit, but um, I think next time he'll probably just attack him with sliders and sinkers. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a brilliant performance. I thought by Aaron Ashby, despite that one mistake. Two starting pitchers today that we might be talking about as Cy Young Award candidates for years to come. When you look at Ashby and what he's doing, and then Mackenzie Gore, he is he's put it together for the Padres. He's really good too. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore has had some struggles in AAA in the past. I think he had some he had some arm issues. Uh, but he's obviously figured those out. He is one of the top pitchers in all of baseball right now. Ten punch outs. I mean, I, and I know the Brewers lineup was struggling, but like, I, he every time I looked up, it was 0-2, right? I mean, he is filling up the zone. He's uh, you know commanding that that deceptive fastball. He can get it up to 97. He's super deceptive because he gets far down the hill. He's got that super long stride. He's got that effortless delivery. It rides out. It's got a, a really high spin rate, so that means it'll stay on the same plane. It's going to look like it's going to be lower to the hitter and actually rides up a little bit, so hitters swing underneath it all the time. And then that low pitch, it's it, it also looked like – Hitters thought it was probably going to be low, and it rides out, and it stays on that same plane. So he's got multiple weapons. He looks really nasty. Um, Brewers ran into a buzzsaw today. I want to ask you about Miguel Sanchez because like, he's not somebody that we're going to talk about very often. He's not somebody that's going to be pitching in many high-leverage spots. He's a guy who might not even be pitching in that many games that the Brewers uh, end up winning. But it feels like really since the last road trip started, he has continued to go out, give good innings. It feels like he can pitch every single day if you need him to. He's just got that rubber arm. He is really, like, quietly, he has become one of the absolutely most important pitchers coming out of that bullpen. Yeah, you know, I talked to Carlos Villanueva about this kid. Tremendous kid, not scared. Again, he's, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder from the fact that he was not the first one called up from AAA. He's got now stuff, meaning there's not a whole – what you see is what you're going to get from his Miguel Sanchez this year, next year, the year after that, and the year after that, right? There's not a whole lot of ceiling here. But what it, his floor is pretty good. He's going to get ground balls. He's going to throw strikes. He's going to work quick. He's going to save the ball. Pen. He's going to save the pitching staff innings because he can go one inning, two innings, three innings if you have to, probably stretch him out. And, you know, he, he's, he has done a phenomenal job. He's tightened up the slider a little bit. So he's, he's a very good weapon for Craig Council out of the pen. It's not like he's just some mop up, you know, borderline position player almost where, you know, we don't care if, you know, the team scores another four runs. We just need two innings covered. This guy will keep the game where it's at. And that's what he showed today and this period they're in right now where they're just playing so many games it feels like we have been counting down to monday for the better part of the last two weeks just so this team can get an off day and get a little bit of a reset in there you mentioned his ability to help save a bullpen he's done that a few times in the last week and a half and sometimes miguel sanchez's value isn't in the game that he's pitching it's in the next game where the brewers have a bullpen that's a little bit in better shape than it would have been had he not been pitching the day before 
That's exactly right, Matt. Yeah, and and so that, and then hat tip also to Craig Council to be playing, you know, chess with this bullpen and, and understanding like, hey, I can actually throw Trevor Gott today in a four run game because I know that there is a day off. I I also have Trevor Gott tomorrow, but then I am going to continue to get rest for guys like Devin Williams and Josh Hader because he knows that. They can throw tomorrow, have a day off Monday, and then that is going to be better for them and for their, you know, projecting out for the rest of the season. It's just, I don't quite understand exactly how Craig Council manages the bullpen. All I know is that he keeps these guys fresh. He's got a good balance. He juggles these arms, and, and he's thinking five steps ahead. Um, of everybody else and keeping these guys fresh and thinking more towards probably August, September, and October when he's thinking about making these bullpen moves. It almost feels like with this team right now, survive tomorrow, try to win tomorrow, survive tomorrow, get to that off day, then you get to Tuesday, you get Hunter Renfro back, you get Willie Adamas back, Hopefully that thumb thing for Luis Urias is better if he doesn't play tomorrow then you're able to utilize the off day with him as well. And all of a sudden it feels like you can really start to look at this team as being who they actually are a little bit more starting on Tuesday. Yeah, get them healthy, right? Absolutely. Get get these guys healthy, get them fresh. You know, kind of wipe the slate clean and, and because they haven't had a ton of off days and they played so many games, that off day is probably going to feel like a 3-day break, right? I mean, it's a day game then an off day. It's almost, I remember as a player, like having a day game before an off day and then a night game after the off day felt like three days off because you're playing yeah. so much baseball. Uh, and it feels like three days off to us on the broadcast side of things too, right? Because you just get more time off. You get to be away from the game mentally for that long of a stretch. So hopefully that'll wipe the slate clean for this group. I don't want to make too much of tomorrow and who's pitching tomorrow, but We've watched the evolution of Eric Lauer, where for the better part of now, about the last year, about the last 11 months, he has pitched at a high-level, ace-type level. Well, one of the things about being that high-level, top-of-the-rotation guy is you're the stopper. When things are not going well for your team, you go out there, you pitch a whale of a game, and you will the team to victory. I'm not saying he has to do that tomorrow, but as we continue to kind of evaluate Eric Lauer and figure just how great of a pitcher he is I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like tomorrow in that kind of situation where he's pitching in a moment where things have not been going well recently yeah is he capable of doing that I think I think you and I both agree and everyone probably agrees that he is capable of doing that now whether or not he does do that is probably going to establish himself as that go-to guy that ace type of guy and he'll gain a lot of confidence in himself if he does do that so it's an important game tomorrow Right. It's not just this game where, hey, let's get to Tuesday so everyone's fresh and healthy. This is a game that Eric Lauer is going to be ultra focused. I think he's going to go out and deal. Um, I think I think the San Diego team's playing over their skis right now. I'm not a fan of the offense. Obviously, they do have good pitching. Mike Clevenger's coming back. So the Brewers can scrape across a few runs and four runs is that magic number. Their record is ridiculous when they score four runs. I think they're going to win the game. No problem. I think Eric Eric Lauer is going to deal. Vinny, the other added importance tomorrow, it's the rubber game of the season series match between these two teams. Winner of tomorrow will go 4-3 and three against the other team, and that can play out in a postseason tiebreaker. 
it can yep and and it's not a it's not in division but it's it's in it's it's the same league so that does affect how that is going to play out in terms of the seedings for the um for the playoffs so it, it may not it may not affect whether or not if the brewers and, and padres are tied but i think it affects how if if the brewers are tied with even a different club what the record is in the national league um, or is it just in division? I'm actually not real clear on that. I know the rules are a little nuanced this year with the playoffs, but it is interesting that you got to win in division for sure. And then, and then I, I think it might go to the National League for tiebreak as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, good stuff, Vinny. Appreciate it. Enjoy your evening, and we'll chat again tomorrow. Sounds good, Matt. You too. All right, that's Vinny. That's Van Rettino joining us. Brewers, they lose today to the Padres by a 4-0 score. We'll start diving into some of these uh, text messages and tweets that are coming in. Again, if you want to give us a call, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers, they fall short today. They get shut out for a second day in a row. They lose to the Padres 4-0. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Falling. 1-1. High fly ball, deep right field. Going back is Taylor at the warning track. He leaps up. It is gone for Jake Cronenworth. And the Padres strike for three here in the top of the fifth inning. It's 4-0 San Diego after the two-run shot. That ends up being the final score, 4-0. Brewers get the uh, come up short, I should say, as they uh, get shut out for a second day in a row, losing to the Padres. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings continuing here on WTMJ. Let's grab a few text messages on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Dave in McGuanago says, Honestly, I'm not worried about this Brewers offense. I have the feeling that eventually it will all come together. We have seen glimpses of that this year, and eventually you have to feel like the offense will explode get Willie Adamas back and you have to believe that sooner or later Christian Yelich will consistently hit there's no way that those two seasons were an anomaly I don't think they were an anomaly either but I have no clue I, I'm just I'm, I'm done making predictions on Christian Yelich I don't know I don't know I have no clue I don't know what's going on with him I don't know why he hasn't been able to put together the last couple seasons uh, all the different things we've talked about could have played a role I just I don't know uh, will it help him when those other guys are back in the lineup yeah absolutely like in baseball iron sharpens iron you get more good hitters in the lineup than other hitters are going to have the opportunity to see better pitches. You know, Rowdy Telez, I think, is a lot better. And he didn't get two hits today, but Rowdy Telez is a lot better when he's got, you know, a Willie Adamas around him or a Hunter Renfro around him. It just it it works out that way. So again, we don't we don't know how good, how average, how bad this team is from an offensive standpoint. Uh, they, I think they're still inconsistent. Again, that's the, that's the word that I would use with them. Even when everybody gets back, they get shut down way too often. But Vinny Rotino mentioned it during a conversation. That happens to a lot of teams uh, in baseball by good pitching. Doug texting in. Brewers game beat at their own game this series. Uh, pitching doesn't help with these lineups, but Padres' lineup isn't too scary either. Uh, this team can pitch. He said, you talked about what to do with Lorenzo Cain during Brewers' warm-up. Maybe it's just time to retire. Don't force Brewers' hand, but I'm I'm sure he won't. Doug, that's kind of, I would say that's crazy talk on a couple things. First off, it's not time to just throw a guy away. I'm not saying he's going to come out of it. I'm not saying offensively he's going to be anything close to what he's been before, but it's it's not time to move on. Secondly, the idea of retiring, dude's on a five-year, $80 million contract. Like When he signed that contract, 
the thought was, okay, this contract might not look great at the end of his career when you look at how old he's going to be. He deserves every single penny of that contract, and he also forfeited a lot of that money when he took the COVID year off because he didn't get paid that year. So, Doug, I don't know what you do for a living, uh, but I don't think you are just going to walk away from from money like that. Like, no, that's that's cr- he shouldn't retire. The last thing he should do is retire. If the Brewers don't want him around anymore, then they can move on from him, and they still got to pay him. He should not retire. Go get paid. He deserves every single penny uh, that he's got left on that contract. So I would strongly uh, disagree on that one. A text message from the 262. Would someone please ask Keston to change his walk-up music? It's almost insulting to fans, especially on a day like today. He doesn't look real good today. So that's the, that's the lyric coming up. I would, I would respectfully say to the texter from the 262, come on. Like, Walk up mu- how how many songs do you know every single lyric? Like you use music to get pumped up when I'm working out. I've got music that I listen to. I don't know half the words in the song. It doesn't it's not about you, about the fan. The walk up music is to have a player have some success and feel good and it's one of the, a song that they like. If you if you are offended by or insulted as this text message seems, if you are in, personally insulted by Keston here is the lyric in his uh, walk-up music saying, look real good today. I would say you got a little bit too much time on your hands to be insulted about things because that's the that should be the last thing on your list with all due respect. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll get the post-game comments of manager Craig Council after the news. The news is in two minutes on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 4-0. Brewers lose to the Padres today here at American Family Field. Matt Pauley continuing on with you, taking you till 7.30. We'll go through the postgame highlights coming up in just a few minutes, but right now let's listen in to uh, manager Craig Council. He spoke with the media just a bit ago, opened up uh, discussing the performance of starting pitcher Aaron Ashby. No, I mean, I, I thought his stuff was just really good, same as usual. Um, you know, that they they put a couple of balls in good places and, you know, maybe a mistake to Cronenworth and, the, and uh, he threw a change up to Cronenworth, I think, um, that, that cost him. Um, but he, he pitched well. I mean, he, he was ahead of hitters. Uh, he got the two strikes on nearly every hitter. Um, it was just one of those games where, unfortunately, you give up some runs and, and you pitch really well. No walks for him. Do you like what you've seen from steps forward in terms of his command in the last few outings? Well, I mean, Aaron's having a really good season. I mean, he, he's he's pitching well. He, he gives us a chance to win every time out, and he's and he's getting better throughout this. He's gotten better since day one. Um, there's development happening. So, um, you know, I mean, I think you know, no walks. That's great. You know, that's 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 obviously a good thing. Um, he's going to have some some outings where he pitches really well and has a couple walks, but. Um, He's he's turning. He's a good starting pitcher, um, and he's going to help us. So you guys had a first and third, I think, in the eighth with one out. Keston uh, the strikeout, just tough day for him. I know course tough, of course, but just what are you seeing from Keston's uh, at bats? It seemed like they were able to attack in different ways. Yeah, I mean, look, Keston's right now. I mean, there, there's strikeout in there, and there's damage in there. Um, and you know, today we we saw the one we didn't want to see. Uh, but that's 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 who Keston is, um, and we we got to live with that with Keston. Um, 
that Gore, you know, the first first couple of bets with Gore, they they threw a lot of breaking balls to him, uh, heavy breaking ball. Um, so the the last at bat to, uh, I think it was the Garcia, the last, the first and third situation with Garcia, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, they did, did Gore did a good job with breaking balls with him. I thought. Craig, in that situation there where you have your two righties against the righty Garcia, is Yelich off limits on a day like today? Um. No, I was Yelich was I was tying Ron. We, we we may have gone to Yelich. And just I know, like I said, Gore is tough, but just hero against lefties and numbers have been not. Yeah, no, I mean, common reason it, for that or common. No, there's not a common reason because there's not. It's not a common thing. <laughs> just as far as like his struggles against them, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 very. Look, you, if you look in the there, there's. Lots of people that have played professional Major League Baseball, or not lots, but the, the, the finding guys with reverse splits over their careers is is difficult to find. Um, you know, Keston, it, it, it's challenging. It's, it feels like it's becoming a little extreme right now. Um, it's not a great explanation for it because it's 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 um, it's so different than what what the vast majority of hitters have, but it's obviously something we're seeing it. Um, it's, it's also makes, it, it makes it a tougher fit for Keston as well, right? Craig, is, for the offense as a whole and back-to-back games against really good pitchers, is like you're down some guys right now as well. Is this just kind of a tough time that you feel like you're trying to get through as a group just to get everybody back? Well, I mean, the game happens. They're not going to stop the game, um, and we got to we got to figure out a way to score, and we got to just have good at bats. We faced two very good pitchers the last two days, um, but we but then we got to figure out a way to score. Um, so we've got we're a little more banged up, um, and you know we don't. There's the guys that are out there; they have to play, um, and they're capable of capable of putting up runs that's obviously against against those good pitchers you're just not going to get many chances to do it um and we didn't the last two days we haven't you know, we just haven't been able to capitalize on kind of the small opportunities that we've had that's manager craig council speaking with the media just a little while ago he mentioned those splits for keston here a lefty and righty and here is a right-handed bat so common sense would tell you he would have more success against lefties nope Against lefties this year, a 125 average compared to a 333 average against righties. Uh, as far as some of the other numbers, is on base percentage 222 against lefties, 442 against righties. And here's the big one: his OPS. This just doesn't make sense. His OPS against lefties 347. His OPS against righties is better than 1200. Like an ungodly OPS against righties, and then and, and it's more than it's basically four times uh, the OPS against lefties. Doesn't make any sense. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this fly ball? This deep right and this third deck. Holy smokes! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A 4-0 loss for the Brewers to the Padres. Starting pitching matchup today, the Brewers have Aaron Ashby on the bound as well uh, Mackenzie Gore gets the start for the Padres. Pretty good start for uh, Ashby, striking a lot of guys out in the first inning. Gets strikeouts of Jerks and Profar and Jake Cronenworth before giving up a double to Manny Machado, and it brings up Luke Voigt. 
Ashby looks at second, comes set in the 0-2 pitch, and a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball at 98. And Ashby looking strong in his first inning of work. Three strikeouts for Aaron Ashby. That would continue in the second with one out. He strikes out Hassan Kim, and it brings up Jose Azoka. Ashby from the windup, the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And Aaron Ashby looking strong through the first two innings. He has five strikeouts to his credit. But the Padres would break through in the next inning in the third. The former Brewer Trent Grisham leads the inning off with a base hit. Then a uh, fielder's choice where Grisham is out at second and Sergio Alcantara reaches after a Jerickson Profar flyout. It brings up Jake Cronenworth. 2-2 again. Swung on and lifted down the left field line. That's a fair ball. It's going to hit and kick off the side wall and take a bounce away from McCutcheon, which is going to allow Alcantara to score. It's an RBI double. Jake Cronenworth goes to the opposite field, and the Padres have a 1-0 lead in the third. The Brewers had to wait until the eighth inning to collect their first hit yesterday. They didn't have to wait that long today. Pablo Reyes leading things off in the bottom of the third. Just up from AAA yesterday was Reyes. The one pitch, swung and grounded very softly towards short. Tough play here on the run. Kim fires it late, and it's an infield hit for Pablo Reyes. Hey, welcome back, Pablo. He ends up getting stranded, remains a 1-0 game, going to the fourth inning. More strikeouts from Aaron Ashby, does it to Luke Voigt. Next hitter, Jorge Alfaro. 0-2 pitch. Straight three called with a curveball that broke right in over the inside corner. Back-to-back strikeouts for Ashby here to begin the fourth. And he's gotten them on six total pitches. Yeah, it was pretty darn impressive there in the uh, in the fourth inning. In the fifth inning, though, the Padres would break through once again. Jose Azokar leads the inning off with a base hit, then Trent Grisham singles, puts runners on at the corners for Jerks and Profar, who uh, has an RBI ground out. It scores Azokar, moves Grisham to second. The next hitter is Jake Cronenworth. The 1-1. High fly ball, deep right field. Going back is Taylor at the warning track. He leaps up. It is gone for Jake Cronenworth. And the Padres strike for three here in the top of the fifth inning. It's 4-0 San Diego after the two-run shot. Yeah, home run and a two-run home run for uh, the Padres uh, there uh, in the fifth inning. And they lead 4-0. We didn't know it then, but that ends up being the final score. Uh, Brewers had an opportunity, though, in the bottom of the fifth inning with one out, or excuse me, uh, with two outs. It's Alec Jackson at the plate. The 1-0 to Jackson, a little liner into left center field. That's down for a base hit for Alex Jackson. Jackson with his third hit as a Brewer. He's one for two today, and the Brewers have a base runner with two outs here against Gore. Colton Wong then walks, so puts runners on at first and second. Brewers down 4-0, so the tying run on in the on-deck circle. Andrew McCutcheon is at the plate. Here comes the 1-2 pitch, and got him looking. Change up. McCutcheon thought it was low. Will Little pulled back on him and rings him up for strike three. So still 4-0 to the sixth inning. Ashby still pitching for the crew. Strikes out Luke Voigt. Next hitter, Jorge Alfaro. Here comes the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a slider. Strikeout number nine for Aaron Ashby. And there's two outs here in the top of the sixth inning. Ninth and final strikeout for Ashby. Gets Hassan Kim to fly out to end things, and that would end his day. Trevor Gott would come on to pitch in the seventh inning for uh, the Brewers. He would pitch a scoreless seventh. Miguel Sanchez 
a scoreless eighth in the bottom of the eighth inning. Luis Garcia on to pitch for the Padres. With one out, Tyrone Taylor gets a base hit, then Rowdy Telez singles. So runners on at the corners for Keston Hero, who strikes out, and it brings up Lorenzo Cain. The 1-1 pitch. Chopper on the left side. Takes a big hop for the shortstop. Kim, he'll throw to second. And that'll retire Telez and the side for the Brewers here in the bottom of the eighth. And that's just kind of the day it was. Brewers end up losing to the Padres by a 4-0 score. With the win, the Padres go to 32-21. The Brewers, they drop to 33-22. Winning totals for the Padres, four runs, six hits, no errors. They leave two for the Brewers. No runs, six hits, no errors. They leave nine. Winning pitcher McKenzie Gore, he goes to 4-1. Aaron Ashby takes the loss, dropping to 1-4. Home run, just one of them. Jake Cronenworth, he hits his fourth of the year. It was a two-run shot. The game lasting two hours and 43 minutes. Played in front of a great crowd of 37,376 folks here at American Family Field. The Brewers, uh, they fall short. They lose. They get shut out for a second day in a row. 4 nothing. the final score. We'll come back. We'll uh, preview the series finale coming up tomorrow afternoon. We'll give you some scores from around baseball, and we'll get out of here for the night. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 4-0 the final score this afternoon, this evening here at American Family Field. Matt Pauly back with you for just a few more minutes. Some of the statistical oddities that come out of this game today, courtesy of baseball historian Doug Kern at DAKern74 on Twitter. For the Padres, it is the first time ever that they have won back-to-back games in Milwaukee via a shutout. They have never done that before, winning back-to-back games in Milwaukee via a shutout. Padres pitchers with no runs allowed and 10 strikeouts against the Brewers. It has only happened three times in their organization's history. Today with Mackenzie Gore, in addition to Jake Peavy in May of 2006, and Kevin Brown in August of 1998. Uh, This isn't a great one. Most four strikeout games in Brewers history. In Brewers history, think about that. It's it's not great for Keston Hira to already be relatively high on this list considering the lack of games that he's played for the organization compared to some of the other. So Rob Deere and Gorman Thomas each had four or nine four strikeout games in their careers. Greg Vaughn had eight four strikeout games. Carlos Gomez, Bill Hall, and Jose Hernandez each had six. And then after that, you get to Keston Hira. Hira joins Jeff Jenkins, Eric Thames, and Jonathan VR as that next group with five four-strikeout games. So he is tied for one, two, three, four, five, six. He's tied for seventh all-time in Brewers history for four-strikeout games. Probably not a list that you especially want to be on. And uh, He's gotten there the fastest of any of them as well. Let's go around the NL Central. Cardinals and Cubs playing a doubleheader today. Game number one goes to the Cubs by a 6-1 score. Uh, Matt Swarmer, six innings, allowing one run on two hits, five strikeouts, two walks. He picks up the win, the first of, uh, of the season for him. The second game is underway right now at Wrigley. They are in the top of the fourth inning. 
Cardinals lead this one by a 3-1 score. The Cardinals have Andre Plante on the mound. Three innings so far, one run on three hits. And, yeah, so the uh, Cardinals trying to split a doubleheader against the Cubs. The Cubs trying to sweep a doubleheader from St. Louis. That's that's two consecutive series for the Cubs where they've had a doubleheader because they had a doubleheader uh, against the Brewers in their last series. Pirates today, they pick up a win in walk-off fashion. Jack Swinski hits a, a home run. It was a two-run shot, so they're down one nothing, bottom of the ninth inning, and Swinski hits a two-run home run, his sixth of the year. Nobody out when he hits it, but that's the only run-scoring hit of the day. It was enough for a win as the Pirates do defeat the Diamondbacks by a 2-1 score. Rosani Contreras, who's pitching really well for the Pirates, he goes five and two-thirds innings, allows just one one unearned run on four hits, eight strikeouts, two walks does not factor into the decision. And the Reds, they lose at home today to the Washington Nationals. 10-8 was the final score. Tyler Malley went six innings, allowing three runs on seven hits, six strikeouts, two walks. The bullpen did not have a great day. Um, Brandon Drury and uh, Albert Elmore Jr. each hitting home runs for the Reds, but it was not enough. Around the Brewers minor league system, we will start with Loe Carolina. They are in Lynchburg, and right now they are in the bottom of the seventh inning. All Lynchburg in this game as the score currently is 8 nothing. The high-A Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, they are in action in Appleton right now. Wisconsin leads Peoria 2-1. to That game is in the bottom of the third inning. Bottom of the fifth inning, double-A Biloxi playing at Pensacola. That game is currently even at uh, two runs apiece. And then the top of the eighth inning, Nashville, they are losing right now in Durham 4 nothing. Uh, Willie Adamas has returned from his rehab assignment, uh, making the trip back to Milwaukee today. Really, the indications, we got uh, a, few, a few things we were told prior to the game today. Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, it looks like they are on track to uh, be activated come Tuesday. So you would expect to see Adamas in the dugout tomorrow. So maybe that energy that he uh, tends to bring, we'll see whether or not uh, he's got that uh, coming up uh, tomorrow and uh, if he's his normal kind of crazy self down there. But he is expected to be activated on Tuesday. Looks like Hunter Renfro will be uh, activated on Tuesday as well. And uh, the club also announcing that Jason Alexander, who was so good in his uh, first start, with the Brewers, at least for the time being. He is going to stay in the uh, starting rotation. He is going to pitch coming up next Tuesday. As far as tomorrow's game, Brewers and Padres, they are going to wrap up this four-game series, and the winner of tomorrow's game will win the season series. Right now, the season series is tied 3-3, the pitching matchup tomorrow. Eric Lauer goes for the crew, 5-1, 2.49 ERA. Mike Clevenger for the Padres, 1-0, 3.21 ERA, 110 first pitch, 12.35 for network coverage. I've got you at 12 o'clock for Brewers warm-up, and then I will talk to you after the game for Brewers X innings right here on WTMJ.